Good morning. Welcome to Broadway Baptist Church. Uh, it's great to see everyone this morning. Um, it's an exciting morning here. This, uh, we have a baptism this morning, so we are very excited about that. Uh, a lot happening, and we're just so happy to see so many faces uh, this morning. School is back in session, uh, and so there's a lot of good that comes with that. And one of those is as people return from summer vacations, uh, we see more people in the pews. So we are excited that you're here to worship with us, uh, especially for those of you who are guests. Uh, I'm, I know we have some guests here this morning. Uh, hopefully everyone got a bulletin when you walked in from one of the, one of the entrances. Uh, and if you're a guest, there is a tear-off tab uh, in there. You could fill that out and drop it in the offering plate when it comes by. Just let us know that you came this morning. We want to let you know uh, that we're glad you came, and if anyone in here has any prayer requests or concerns or anything that they need to, to bring to the Lord and would like our church uh, to be in prayer about, or if you're looking to serve, you can fill out that card as well and drop it in, drop it in the plate as it comes by. Uh, there's a lot happening. We have our kids, uh, the kids back to school bash uh, this evening and the youth back to school bash also at Malibu Jacks tonight. So if you have any questions about the kids, uh, see Sherry Lyons, anything about the youth, come see me. And at this time, would you please stand for the reading of God's word? And upon, uh, upon the finishing of the reading, remain standing uh, as uh, the choir uh, begins the service. Psalm 19. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours out speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words whose voice is not heard. Their voice goes out throughout all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them he has set a tent for the sun, which comes out like a bridegroom leaving his chamber, and like a strong man runs its course with joy. Its rising is from the end of the heavens, and its circuit to the end of them, and there is nothing hidden from its heat. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired than they than gold, even much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and drippings from the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is your servant warned, and keeping them there is great reward. Who can discern his errors? Declare me innocent from hidden faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and innocent of great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Thank you, Brother Zach. In just a few moments, we're going to observe the very beautiful ordinance of baptism. We're going to begin the service by singing a song called Baptized in Water. Let's sing it together.
Today's a very special day. We have believers' baptism this morning of two men. And this here, I want to share a little bit about this special service. This is Mr. Steve House. Steve uh, grew up in church and even grew up in a church that wasn't part of the uh, Baptist denomination that would baptize by immersion. Steve is 89 years old and he is coming this morning uh, to receive believers' baptism. I had a couple of men, uh, deacons here to help me uh, with this baptism. So it's very exciting. No matter what your age and where you're at, you can always follow the Lord in believers' baptism. Steve was saved many years ago, but he, um, he was never, uh, never followed in believers' baptism. I had the opportunity to talk with his wife, uh, Sue, and himself uh, several times about this. So this is a blessing uh, this morning to be able to see this special baptism service. So with that, Steve, is Jesus Christ the Lord of your life? Yes, he is. Amen, brother. Steve, based upon your profession and faith in Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This here is Mr. Bob Scott. Bob uh, grew up in another denomination. Uh, was involved, very involved in a church in Georgetown as well as here in Lexington. And Bob also um, uh, got saved at a young age, but he never received believer's baptism. Had an opportunity um, to talk with him about it. He says, Daniel, this is something I need to do. Him and his wife Jessica and their two children, they joined our church earlier this year. Uh, they dedicated their son and baby dedication, and, um, and, and he wanted to come and follow in Believer's Baptism. So, Bob, we're excited about you, just like Steve, coming and receiving us, uh, identifying with Christ as a believer through this baptism service. Bob, is Jesus Christ the Lord of your life? Yes, he is. Amen. Bob, based upon your profession of faith in Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. I want to close our baptism here with prayer. God, we thank you so much for Steve and Bob. For them coming this morning and following in believers' baptism. Lord, we know no matter what's your age, no matter where you're at in your Christian walk, Lord, baptism is for everyone. God, I thank you for these two men. I pray as they serve and as they grow, they will give their lives and lead their families for you. Lord, we just give praise for this wonderful service here that it's honorable to you and we just pray we are constantly baptizing and stirring these waters in jesus name we all pray amen
young or old, women, men, boys, girls, every race, every color, every creed, the message is the same. Jesus saves. That's what the choir is going to sing. Survey the Wondrous Cross. We're going to sing that gorgeous hymn with a, with a contemporary chorus that goes along with it.
a beautiful hymn called Save, Save. Would you join as we stand, please? go before our Heavenly Father in prayer. <coughs> Father in heaven, we humble before you this morning in your throne, praising you and lifting up your most holy name. Lord, we just know the many blessings and love you poured upon us each and every day. 
And this time we would like to give back a part of what you've given us. May you bless this offering today and may it come from the depths of our hearts. They may use it to glorify your most precious name and build your kingdom. And these things we ask it. Amen.
that I could rewrite history. I used to think that each mistake could be erased. That I could just pretend I never knew the me back then. I used to pray that you would take this shame away, hide all the evidence of who I've been. But it's the memory of the place you brought me from that keeps me on my knees. And even though I'm free, heal the wound but leave the scar.
Thank you, Mary. That was wonderful. A wonderful song. It's such a, a great way to begin a service with baptism. You know, no matter, no matter what your age, you can follow the Lord in believer's baptism. And I commend both those men, uh, Bob and Steve, for certainly doing that. It is. It's certainly one where Jesus calls us. Well, if you were saved, even if you got saved many years ago, God is commanding you and ordaining you based on Matthew chapter 3. When Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist, you should also receive that believer's baptism. Open your Bibles to the book of Judges, Judges chapter 6. This month we are going through the book of Judges. And the story of this is really about the tragedy of forgetting God. That's what we're seeing. So today we're going to look at Gideon. Now, I'll give you some background information, because uh, we're also going through with this along on Wednesday night. And I'm going to, this, this is a two-part sermon. We're going to read two different stories here. It's Judges chapter 6, verse 33, through chapter 7, verse 8. This is the story of Gideon's fleece, where he's going to... Gideon was one of these guys. God called him, but he was very reluctant. He, all, he needed assurance all along the way. It's almost he needed someone to tell him, yes, Gideon, this is what I want you to do. Because he kept questioning, he was wondering, is this God's will? Is this what the Lord wants me to do? Uh, many of us here, nearly all of us here, we always want to know God's will for our life. We want to know, what does the Lord want me to do? Today was Promotion Sunday in Sunday school. And the past year, I've been teaching a toddler class. That's 12 months through 36 months. Well, today, I got promoted. I moved to the 20-something class, and Sherry Osmond took the toddler class, and then we renamed our class today the young adult class because it didn't quite fit everybody, 20-something. Everybody didn't qualify for that age bracket. So we renamed our class young adult class, big general uh, out there. And um, I was used this past year where I would say something to the little uh, toddlers in my class. I'd ask them a question. And um, they would just, they, they never talked, none of them talked. The whole year, I went the whole, whole year, never once did anybody say anything to me in my toddler class. Well, I, um, but they would just stare at you, just ask them a question, they just stare at you like this. That's how, you ask an 18-month-old question, they just stare at you. They don't do anything, they just look. At least I'm getting some eye contact with them. So this week, on, on Friday, I text, I found, I found all the uh, text the little phone numbers of my 20-something class, I introduced myself and told them I would be teaching what room we're going to be at, and I sent them a text message. And I was expecting like a group conversation. Do you know how many replied? Zero. <laughs> so I come to Sunday school thinking, sure, these people, do they normally reply to you? Like, I mean, I mean, I got a better response with the toddlers. At least they looked at me. They looked up. Like, but um, they all, everybody apologized this morning, so... And I said, you know, you don't have to reply, but I'll be texting you updates throughout the week and prayer requests, but that's your updates. But it's, that's kind of what it is. You, you're wanting feedback, and you don't get it. You're wanting to hear from the Lord. You're wanting to say, God, I want to know. You should give me guidance and direction. And a lot of times you put that out there. You put that fleece, or you, you ask the Lord, and the, the prayer's not answered. It's just silence. Say, God, what are you trying to say here? Because... I'm not hearing anything. Nobody's texting me back. No, no burning bushes. This is an interesting experience. So that's uh, very similar to what Gideon dealt with. He wanted to hear from God. He needed that reassurance from the Lord that he was doing what God called him to do. Background information. Throughout the whole book of Judges, what goes on? It's just a 300-year cycle of folks, the Israelites, they um, fall into the enemy hands, they become enslaved, they cry out to the Lord. He raises up a judge. God uses 
this judge to deliver the Israelites, and then there's peace for like 20, 40 years. Then the judge passes away. Then they fall back in the cycle of doing evil. They're worshiping Baal, the Canaanite gods, the Ashtoreth poles. Then they uh, fall into the enemy hands. God allows them. And then there, it's just the entire book is a cycle of going through obeying and disobeying God, forgetting and remembering God. In many ways, that's what our life is like if we're truthful about our spiritual life. Well, that's what's going on here. Gideon is the next judge after Deborah. Deborah, God last Sunday, God raised up Deborah, and uh, she was the judge of Israel. And the big thing there is God wanted to use her to direct other people how to deliver um, the, the Israelites, but uh, the people she spoke to, they wanted help. So she told them, says, hey, uh, you, I'll go with you, but you're not going to get all the glory. God's going to raise up another woman. And then Jael came in and killed uh, Sisera, and God um, used that. But the point is that was Deborah was willing to stand alone, but uh, the male leadership was not. They wanted uh, certainly help. And the point last Sunday was you, God raises you up, God calls you. There's going to be times you're going to have to stand alone. Well, here we see a man named Gideon. This is a reluctant judge. He's a reluctant prophet of the Lord. God has chosen him. It says, you don't need to turn there, but Judges uh, 6 of 1, it says, God gave the Israelites. They were doing is evil in the sight of the Lord. They were doing evil among the folks. And he gave them into the hands of the Midianites. And what happened is they finally cried out to God after several years, and he raised up this man named Gideon. Now, Gideon came from a poor family. Gideon came from a tribe known as Manasseh that wasn't really renowned. And God called him in Judges 6, 15 and 16. And he called him, he said something very unusual. He says, You're, we're going to save the Israelites. We're gonna, I'm going to save my people in a very unusual way. So we already know something interesting is going to happen here. And what, what we're going to see in these two stories, God is going to take this man who kept putting these fleeces out to the Lord over and over again. Kept, had to confirm to Gideon time and time again that you're the one, I'm God, I can do miracles. But then he wanted to take Gideon's army. Gideon led an army of 32,000 people. And he says, that's too many people. We don't need so many. Now, we're going up against an army of the Midianites. They had 135,000 people. Back in Bible times, the way you would fight is whoever typically had the most people, the most chariots, and the most ammunition, they would win. It just, I mean, you just go at them and just kill folks. It's old school fighting is how it was. So if you had 32,000 and you're going up against a group of 135, you're in great trouble. That means you're going to lose. The odd makers in Vegas have betted against you. It's kind of like in a couple of weeks, Bama's going to play Louisville. So Louisville's on, the, they're on the, the losing end down there. So that's what we see here. 135 versus 32. God looked at that 32 Gideon and said, no, no, we're going to reduce it. He brought it all the way down to 300. So you've got 300 men going up against 135,000. And the point of this is God was trying to teach Gideon. Gideon, you're just the most reluctant, pitiful judge, but it's okay. It's not really about you, Gideon. All. I don't really care of so much about you getting the glory. God is going to receive all the glory. So those are the stories we're about to read here and how this applies in our life. I think in many ways we're just like Gideon. And this is what God, we constantly need a sign. We're constantly wondering, God, show me. Is this the church I need to be attending? Do I need to get baptized? And we're constantly putting our fleeces out. Do I need to marry this person? Do I need to stay married to this person? Do I need to go to this school? Whatever it is, we're just putting these signs. 
Sherry, I was telling her about this, and I want to tell you a time she put out a fleece. When she, she grew, we, Sherry and I went to Sanford University, a little Baptist school down Bama, and we graduated from there, and she applied for a job right when she graduated in June or so at a place called Progressive Insurance. And she says, I applied at Progressive Insurance, and she lived in an apartment with some girls at that time at school, and she was driving home, and um, she told the Lord in the car she's driving home, says, God, if you want me to get this job, if y'all are truthful, I know y'all do this too. If you, Lord, if you want me to get a job, when I pull up at the apartment complex, if I see a silver Volkswagen Beetle, that will be a confirmation, Lord, that you want me to work as an insurance claims adjuster at, at 22 years old at Progressive Insurance. So she pulls up to her little parking place, and there was not one there. So she thought, okay, this is it. Well, back then, people used to read newspapers. So she walked in, I guess when she was 22, she read, and her little girlfriend's there at school. She walked into the kitchen table, and she put her stuff down on the table in the kitchen. There was the newspaper open, and do you know what was on the newspaper? A silver Volkswagen Beetle. And she thought, that's confirmation from the Lord that he wants me to accept this job. Now, truthfully, if, I think we do this all the time. It's the conversations you only have with the Lord. Who here has done that? I know I have. Where literally, you've told God, if I see some crazy thing, I know that is what you want me to do. And sometimes it actually happens. But that's what Gideon's about to do right here. He's going to lay out a fleece. He's going to do the fleece test before God. So turn your Bible. Judges chapter 6. 